Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, welcome back to Active Listening. I'm your host, uh, Marco Galbraith, and we're gonna go back to talking about Ukraine. I've got uh, Tatiana and Kurt McAllister. Um, they have, they were fortunate enough, blessed enough to get out of Ukraine, literally right in the nick of time. And uh, they're in Warsaw, Poland, where Tatiana's waiting uh, from her visa for the US Embassy, so her and Kurt and their infant daughter can come back to the United States. Uh, but we're going to talk about the reality of what's going on over there. Uh, and you're going to be surprised because it's a lot that's not being told in our media. So um, give me a second and let me pull up her number. I'm going to give her a call and, and, uh, and we'll talk to her. Hey, Tatiana. Hello. How are you? Good. All right. Well, yeah, that sounds. We had. I think we had a connection problem earlier, but I think we got it going now. Um, yeah, sometimes uh, when I turn on computer, it does this, and then I restart it. I so got it. That's... Well, I was telling Kurt earlier I had to restart my computer because my microphone wasn't connecting. Yeah, it it can happen. Yep. Um, tell me about how you're feeling at this time, you know, about your family you had to leave behind in Sumi. Am I saying that right? Sumi? Yeah, it's Sumi. Sumi. Okay. And that's about 45 minutes from the Russian border. Border. So tell me how you're feeling about that. And, um, are they, are they doing safe right now? How are they doing? Uh, they are doing okay as far as it's possible. Uh, Sumi uh, is the Sumer region which borders with Russia and Sumer is the city in the middle. So now a lot of neighboring uh, cities to around Sumer, they are being bombed and some of them are really destroyed. Uh, but Sumer remains uh, relatively okay. And there are fights, there are bombing, but around on outskirts of the city. However, uh, there was uh, this military school where my dad was studying when he was young and it was destroyed completely uh, at the first day when all this war started. It was bombed. Wow. It destroyed. Yeah, it, it destroyed. It was burning. There was a fight. And uh, uh, I am, uh, I'm, how to say, I'm terrified. Every day I call my dad and I hope that he will answer me. Right. Uh, because because um, my parents didn't leave and uh, I doubt that they would leave even if they could. Uh, my mom is working. My dad is working still, even at this time. Uh, and uh, somehow they do it. And uh, my mom says that she started having problems with uh, blood pressure which which I have no surprise because to live in such a stress when you constantly hear this, uh, how do you call them, si siren? Yeah, the, uh, the air raid sirens. 
yeah yeah this uh, sound and then you have to hide in the basement or uh, in a safe place uh, it's it's horrible that would that would definitely raise blood pressure the school the military school that your dad attended was it an active school or had it been closed when it was bombed uh, it's an active school okay uh, I, I don't really know. I think that there were people uh, who, who who were hurt after that because, uh, and you should understand, this is not a school for like 25-year-old boy, man. Uh, it's a school um, for younger boys. Right, okay. Yeah, so that's 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 not good if, if any of them were injured. What are you hearing from some of your friends um, that are in Ukraine? Like, what are the things that they're telling you? Uh, they are scared. Uh, I mostly communicate with girls from my city, and they are stuck in Sumy. Uh, these girls, they have children, and their husbands have to go to military. Yeah. Uh, so I know lost your husband already and she has son um who is maybe few few like four months older than my daughter uh i know women with children who are sitting in basements and they are writing me like tatiana do you know when all this ends like i i, I can't stand it i uh, it, it's like a bad dream yeah it's, it's I, I bet it is how are they getting food and medication is that being taken care of for your friends uh, the thing is that Sumi now is blocked there is no uh, way uh, that food would come in a Sumi uh, because it's blocked by Russians okay they don't let anybody out anybody in uh, but still, there are some storages in uh, Sumy. Uh, there are stores and people who own the stores, they share their food. So what amazes me is that how people unite, how people help each other, how they stick to each other. Uh, we're constantly online. Everybody's messaging in stories like, we need this, we need that, thank you, we got it. Uh, like constantly communicating in touch with each other. And uh, the, some the people who have businesses, they give some products for free. For example, there is a message that there will be milk for free. And uh, yes, you will have to stay alive, maybe for hour, but you will get it for free. Or maybe eggs, but you need to know where. Right. Uh, there are very brave people who still working, even at this time. They're baking bread. They, uh, they try to... Um, to remain active and uh, spirit among people is high. Yeah. Everybody and believes that we're going to win. Yeah, and that's good. And so I've, I understand the Russians have damaged electrical stations, heating and water facilities in the cities without a lot of utilities. What's the, what's the weather over there right now? Isn't it, aren't you in the middle of winter? And what's the temperature? Uh, the temperature is uh, pretty low. It's zero or maybe a little bit below zero Celsius uh, or above. It, it's like um, cold weather. Uh -huh. If yeah. you don't have heat and you, you can get cold, especially if it's a child, it's easy to get pneumonia or it's easy to get sick. Right. So you, you need to maintain a warm temperature. You need to have heater or whatever. And, and so you were saying that the Ukrainian spirit is really high right now, although the war started 10 days ago. Um, but Russia is not reporting this. 
But I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that the spirit, the people are sticking together and they're they're providing for each other. That's good to hear. Uh, you need to understand uh, the mentality of Ukrainian people. Uh, historically, it was, uh, it happened this way that Russia was constantly trying to destroy Ukrainian language. There were laws that were prohibiting Ukrainian language. They to destroy our national background like uh, to destroy our um, cultural background right but uh, and you need to understand when somebody prohibits you do something you will want to uh, fight for it and this is uh, not uh, 10 year history it's centuries centuries of this and ukrainians they're very um, how to say, not rebellious, but we stand for what is ours, and we will not let at it, we will die for it. And uh, it's like, we don't fight to win. And uh, just imagine, uh, it's an instinct. If somebody is uh, attacking you, you don't have where, uh, anywhere to go, you will fight back, because if you don't, you will die. Right. And of course, our spirit in this case is even higher because we know what we're fighting for. Uh, Russian militaries, they don't know what they're fighting for. Uh, for example, there were so, uh, very um, much cases where Russian uh, soldiers who are very young, who are just hired for this, uh, how they call it, like quick, quick uh, uh, military serve, Right. Yeah, like when they have this uh, a, a limited amount where they serve. And those boys, they are like 17, 20, 22. What are you talking about? What spirit? They are... Uh, um, uh, a lot of them, there is evidence of this, that they didn't even know that they... They didn't know. Uh, they, they said, like, you're going for military practice, and then here you are, you are in Ukraine, and you have to shoot somewhere. And they are crying. It's like uh, little boys, not even mature men. Uh, yes. They, um, so they... What I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were told, and that's what you were saying, they were told that they were going on a training exercise. They weren't told they were being set up and placed for war. Yeah. That's amazing. That's and why many they give up and they don't want to fight. They cry, I want to get to my mama. This is what about these young boys. Maybe there are some uh, uh, militaries who are elder and who have experience. Uh, they would fight. But these young boys, it's incredible how Putin is sending children to this war. And then uh, what amazes me, uh, that's incredible. He takes um, behind uh, his troops. Uh-huh. He's always taking this uh, mobile crematorium. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you understand. So when uh, he doesn't want people to know how many people died. So just to remove bodies, uh, he uh, he takes uh, it with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how do you think? What is spirit uh, yeah um, yeah so he's so soldiers help if they yeah that behind this crematorium okay if i die nobody will even mention me that's right so <laughs> so he's having on a mobile he's got a mobile crematorium and he's 
cremating his soldiers as they die so other people, family members and other soldiers won't find out how they died? Uh, it's in a good variant, but uh, also the information is that he doesn't, uh, like so Russian soldiers, they don't gather uh, died soldiers, uh, Russian soldiers, they don't take them away. So they just lay in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's given and, uh, them, is what's Putin given the families of the Russian soldiers that have died? Uh, th this uh, some crazy amount. Uh, it's very, very small amount of money. It's like maybe in US dollars, it's maybe $100. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I saw it, I was in shock. Yeah. How can you estimate a person's life? Uh, it's, it's like an insult. It's a spit in the face. Right. So the Russian soldiers don't want to be there. They're scared. They're young. They're abandoning their, abandoning their equipment. And they're fighting Ukrainians who have a passion and a will to stand strong. I mean, that sounds that sounds positive. Yes. You know, I mean, it's... There are, uh, there are cases where people uh, would gather together, like... Uh, civilians not uh, not military people they would gather together and go in front of the tank and the tank would stop or they would turn around and leave it's like uh, our people don't want to fight but uh, and they want them to go back and they they, they don't want to kill civilians right in such amount what will he do should all civilians who are going um, towards him it's crazy right mm, what uh, one more thing that I wanted Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, um, I lost. Uh, I lost. That's okay. <laughs> I, I got a couple of questions for you. Maybe it'll come back to you. Um, uh, what's Putin's mentality? What are you guys hearing that that about his mental health? Uh, obviously, his mental health. Uh, yeah. Is not okay. If he's killing innocent people and shooting the houses of people who. Uh, just leaving on their territory but uh, another interview a journalist who was killed uh, if I'm not mistaken in 2015 his surname is Nemtsov E-M-Z-O-V Nemtsov uh -huh. or maybe uh, so you can google it and he was given uh, his interviews openly and he died for that Wow. He's telling about uh, Putin's mentality. He says that this person, he is a beast. He doesn't uh, care about anything rather than keeping his power and being a president forever. He doesn't, uh, he's not going to leave. Right. Uh, and he is offended at Ukraine, very much offended, because uh, we removed his person. And his person was Yanukovych. Right. Yeah. So he can't he can't forgive Ukrainians for doing that because uh, in this way we show the world that it's possible to remove uh, somebody who is uh, not nice to people. If we don't want this president, people will remove it because uh, he's not worth it. He he's harm. So uh, this way Ukrainians show that it's possible, and he hates any. Um, uh, <laughs> any hint that this can happen like with him that he he's scared of that that's why he's so strict with all these rules he doesn't want uh, anybody to influence his authority right right yeah he, i've heard he's pretty much in hiding he does a lot of video conferencing with his military staff he's not being close to them 
do you i think it's like paranoia or yeah. something it's it's not uh, good right even even if russia was to take over ukraine do you think the ukrainian people will give in to putin and follow his regime or, or follow what he wants no uh ukrainian people are too stubborn they are too uh they stick up for freedom for freedom of speech we will not uh, shut up as he wants us to do right it, it's not possible because even babushkas like uh, these old ladies' grandmas, they will go and throw this uh, uh, Molotov cocktail in tank. They will do it, and they will die. They don't care. Like, uh, Ukrainians will not uh, give up. That's good. Uh, that, that's good. I'm, I'm glad they have that fight in them, and I hope and it... It's incredible, because uh, the information that I have is that uh, he, he took Yanukovych to Belarus, and he wants to bring him back to Ukraine as a president. He wants his person, uh, but he doesn't understand that Yanukovych has already been here. Right. And if he and he if he appears here, people will rip him apart with bare hands. Yeah. They don't need to. It's uh, and that shows you that he doesn't understand our spirit, our mentality, our people. Yeah, and we're not hearing any of this on the news, but it's it's nice to know that the Ukrainian people. It's good to hear that the Ukrainian people are uh, are have a good spirit and are ready to fight because that's what needs you know. Unfortunately, that's what needs to be done here, and I'm glad there's I'm glad they're standing their ground. Uh, I uh, I'm proud of being Ukrainian. Yeah, and uh, so. Makes me proud. Yeah. Country is so famous all around the world, even because of this. But uh, the amount of support that we get in from the world is incredible. Right. Everybody is uniting for Ukraine. Has the embassy? I know you guys are in Warsaw, Poland, and you're trying to get back to Florida, uh, where Kurt is from. Has the embassy given you any hint of when you guys can leave to come to Florida? Uh, well, I wouldn't like to um, discuss my personal stuff, but I can tell you that uh, when we were uh, at um, at the embassy, mm -hmm. uh, we saw a lot of a lot of a lot of Ukrainians uh, who file the case for refugee. So okay, and they want to come. There were a lot of them. It's like um, the line uh, that ends up like across the street. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people. So they have a lot of um, work now. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess Kurt is babysitting while you're doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's babysitting. Kurt is really amazing. He uh, he came to Ukraine. Uh, we somehow we um, managed to do Sonia's passport, American passport, uh, before the New Year. Uh huh. And then uh, all this time he's with me. He's uh, supporting me greatly and without him i wouldn't be where i'm at he he literally he saved me he rescued yeah. me he uh he just when our case was uh, when my um, appointment was cancelled he the next day we packed the suitcases and left and uh, it kind of saved me because if this uh, appointment, appointment was for later and it wasn't cancelled, I would stay in Ukraine and we would be waiting. Ugh. And then we wouldn't be able to leave. So it kind of saved us in some way. Right. Uh, that we left Ukraine 
and uh, transferred it to Poland. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot of people. There's a lot of people praying for Ukraine, and there's a lot of people praying for you and Kurt personally. A lot of, a lot of my friends uh, know Kurt, you know, from high school. So, mm-hmm. you got a lot of prayers. Anything else you want to add so before much. we go? You get a lot of good information. Uh, yeah. What else I can tell you about my city? Uh, what I know uh, from the first hands. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's, uh, for example, uh, about labor house uh, where i gave birth to my daughter uh-huh. so uh, labor house and orphan- orphanages like these babies who don't have any parents so this is a very pitiful situation because they have to stay in the basements uh, with no conditions uh. and uh, uh, and they require help medic medication diapers food like whatever because uh, nothing of this comes uh, as it should come usually like from government right so this is uh, like big pain uh, for these kids Uh, and um, and the supplies are probably limited if any they are limited but uh, people are trying to help Uh, I constantly see these messages uh, on uh, on Instagram in stories like uh, please help we need this 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 and people somehow people get the money and uh, donate it uh, and and they show it right and I understand Kurt was telling me earlier before I called you that um, Facebook and Instagram have been shut down in Russia so there it shuts down the communication because he doesn't want the Russian people to know what he's doing to civilians. Yeah. But does Ukraine uh, does Ukraine still have Facebook and Instagram? Oh, of course. Ukraine okay. has everything. Okay, good. He's, uh, so he's just shut it down in Russia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. Like he, uh, now he has the law uh, which passed maybe like yesterday, the day before yesterday, that if you say something against his regime, you can be uh, taken to the prison for 15 years. Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing. YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all shut uh, shut down. So he doesn't want his own people to know what what he's doing to the the citizens of Ukraine. No, that the politics of brainwashing. Right, it's, it's incredible. You can hear, uh, the, you can see the re- reality, like the live uh, video from the city what happened like the bomb hit the house and then you can uh, switch on russian uh, tv and hear that uh, they didn't do it that the ukrainians hit this house themselves it's yeah incredible. wow like, uh, uh, it, it's incredible how around russia there are countries that attack themselves like uh, it sounds this way uh, from russian point of view like uh, yeah uh, georgia attacks georgia ukraine attacks ukraine like it doesn't sound real it, yeah it, it does yeah it doesn't make sense but i i guess with putin not a lot makes sense especially what's going on now yeah i um. agree well, I appreciate your time. You should probably go down and get that baby from Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I will have my peace moment. Yes, yes, and I'll keep in touch with I'll keep in touch with you guys, and I'll keep. Um, well, well I'm, I'm, you know, I want you guys to to get that 
visa and you can get back to the United States and uh, and get back get back to uh, to his home and get it. You know, I think you're going to like it over here. And we will be praying for your we'll be praying for your family as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's um, prayers. It's um, and support is really what we need. Yeah. And, uh, it's really very hard time for me, and especially when I think that uh, I possibly could not see them again. It's it's a bad thought, but uh, I saw that what happened in Chernigov, in Kharkov, and even in Sumer region. The fact that I can't come back to my native country, my native city, makes me very heartbroken. It's, yeah, it's I, so hard. I bet it does, Tatiana. I bet it does. And I, I bet that's very unsettling about your family, you know, not, like you said, not seeing them again and, and having to flee your own country. I can't imagine that. So we'll, uh, we're praying for your comfort and that everything goes well uh, with your family and you and Kurt and the baby. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, and um, I'll let you go. And uh, I, I, we really appreciate this. It's so important to get the truth out to people on what we're not hearing in the media. And you gave us a lot of a lot of insight. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. Was, be safe. I, and, I was glad to share. Yes. Be safe, and thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, friends. Straight from Tatiana, who's right now in Warsaw, Poland. You heard her story. What an amazing story. And we please, please, please. You know, a lot of times we say, well, prayers for Ukraine or prayers for Tatiana and, and uh, Kurt. But let's actually take a knee and pray for these people. I see on social media where they say, praying for you, praying for you. Please make sure you're actually praying for people and not just saying it or not just typing it down. Um, if you want to go back and listen to her first podcast, Kurt was on there as well. If you want to listen to the first podcast, you can go back uh, on my podcast station, listen to it. I'm sure we'll be talking to them again and hearing some more updates and progresses. You can subscribe to this podcast channel. Uh, please share it with your friends because I think it's very, very important that we get the backstory and the truth of what's going on from families and people that are actually over there. If you watch our media and you watch our news, we're not hearing everything, especially what she just told us. And, uh, and so that's very important that we get uh, the truth of what's going on. We know the media can be very manipulative uh, and agenda-driven. So uh, I want to, again, thank uh, Tatiana for her time and, and talking about her family and her feelings. We really appreciate it. You guys be safe. Reduce injuries. Save lives. If I can help you anything out with T4 Tactics, give me a shout. Take care, everyone.